Hi, this is Achi. I'm Liz. And I'm Shruti. And we are Beyond Melanin. So, the other day, we went to a lecture, and it's part of a series on decolonization. And this, in, this one in particular was about whiteness. What was left after I watched the lecture was actually maybe how little Icelanders know about whiteness. Even in the academic world, the way that they are studying it and, um, and how deep they're willing to go. And if they are really sort of understanding the effects of whiteness on, for example, people that are not white. Right. Um, in the lecture, there was a lot of like quite literal, you know, sort of connections with white and seeing that in the art. And there were a lot of pieces that, uh, that were shown that could have gone way deeper into discussion that I was really missing. So that's why in our, um, in our Instagram post, we asked a question, uh, what does whiteness mean to you? I thought the lecture lacked the critique of whiteness. Yeah. Like it didn't name just the structure and mm -hmm. their work that has been done here and in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that the lecturer had a really good chance of just going in, diving mm -hmm. in and actually yeah. dissecting that, yeah. how power translates to this yeah, it's not just ambiguity, but it's also invisible. There it's was not much talk about yes. power. Yes, there was a perfect opportunity to you know because she had a time span of artists mm -hmm. from you know very early on when this was not an issue, mm -hmm. or you know you know what I mean, and um, <laughs> all the way to now where people are a bit more aware and want to do something about it. She had a perfect time to talk about like yeah. you know what has changed since then, yes. how have we developed, yeah. and none of that was addressed. Exactly. Was just but really I think it also, you know, for me it was like, because I was probably the only non-academic in the room, mm -hmm. um, I think this was such a no. perfect... I don't know, because yeah. most yeah. of them, you know, yeah. I think by and large, most people, she was not addressing it to the average lay person, no, is my no. point. Yeah. And even within those safe confines of her body of work, she did not sort of like go along and sort of like introspect with her audience. Mm -hmm. And if any place else, I would have thought that this would have been the ideal sort of space to yeah. unpack Yeah. Um, you know, the topic of the lecture that she was presenting. Yeah. But for me, privilege is also not, I think privilege takes on a negative connotation depending on who's using it. I think privilege, exactly. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. privilege is such, because that was one of the answers that we got a lot, privilege. Mm -hmm. and it had the most, yeah. It had, yeah. That was the thing. And I think yeah. if the word whiteness brings up the idea of privilege, for me, I don't read it as a negative thing at all. And I think it's maybe, I don't know, maybe it's similar but to... I, like I feel like, you know, sorry, I don't mean mm -hmm. to cut off, but like I feel like when some people say privileged, I think that that is like, they think that that's like the dead end. Like that's the final... It's like when you're privileged, you, know. you, you don't have uh, difficulties. That That is how yeah. people yeah. people understand yeah. it. But privilege also is that you, you do not face um, these daily issues because of your mm -hmm. whiteness. But privilege also means that you're in a position, mm -hmm. you know, you're yeah. in a certain position 
to make a change to make because a change. I, for and me as an indian yeah. growing up and you know your parents always like upbringing was centered around like you know you work hard to mm-hmm. earn yourself privileges mm-hmm. and then when you get to that place mm-hmm. with privilege of privilege mm-hmm. then you are expected that it comes with responsibility yeah but yeah. you know that was kind of like the cultural context of privilege for me mm-hmm. was that um life is unfair yeah. it is unequal yes. but you work hard you put in the work mm-hmm. and the end goal is to arrive at a place of privilege with yeah. privilege yeah. and then what do you do with it mm-hmm. so privilege wasn't the end point to get some place mm-hmm. and then sort of be like oh i'm here up at the top yeah. and that's it you know yeah. so it wasn't that and but now of course like i and i feel like you know there's a difference between the academic way of like talking about privilege and i think today the commonplace understanding is that privilege is the absence of adversity mm-hmm. privilege is the absence of challenges that your life is just a bed of roses or that you're rich mm-hmm. some people very often yeah. conflated with like social standing for instance mm-hmm. but i think privilege when it comes to whiteness is i think the privilege of just being able to walk into any space without having to think about I think it's mm-hmm. also just you being know. in school and everything represents you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have that and yeah. I can say that in any context. I mean, I didn't grow up thinking about race, but because if I had to think about anyone who was successful, whether it was my father, my next-door neighbor, we all had, you know, doctors, engineers, pilots, they were all around me mm-hmm. and they were all black, they were all Kenyan. But in a systemic way, if I had to think about it, everything that we were taught to aspire to, even the education system, because we inherited a British colonial system, mm-hmm. it was all white. Mm-hmm. It didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But it actually now when I think about it, even in Swahili, we do say that. We say the Mzungu way, mm-hmm. which is Mzungu means white. It's not mm-hmm. a derogatory, it's just white. Mm-hmm. And that, that is whiteness in its form, even when they're not there. the system we had a british system we actually and, and in the 90s mm-hmm. when when america started having the influence of around the east africa and also the uh, african uh, continent then it was either american and british no i mean the british system i mean the american system it was not like i mean the african system no one would use that mm-hmm. so that is itself mzungu meaning white in swahili is whiteness even mm. when they're not there they could still the books that we read and you know just the the context the english that was taught mm-hmm. it 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 had to be that one from oxford mm. you know the white way yes yeah. Yeah. our english textbooks in school were called the oxford the books. oxford yeah for me too yeah. the oxford books yeah not and me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you speak american yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so um uh, whiteness is a uh, construct yeah it is mm-hmm. a construct i'd agree yeah yeah and, and a, a way of and it's also colonial because mm-hmm. to a way to actually get into the people is to get in their minds mm-hmm. in a way that they mm-hmm. believe that what is posh and what is superior and what is it's is that that is mm-hmm. mzungu yeah. <laughs> it's the way we think yeah. about and i think this per- I mean it's everything especially with design and art mm-hmm. for instance right yeah. like things that are contemporary scandy cool mm-hmm. it is almost always associated with the fact that it's devoid of any sort of ethnic markers yeah, yeah. you yeah. know so yeah. what is classy cool modern mm-hmm. it's always and a very that's white what we w- and mm-hmm. that that is what we would all sort of strive for the aspire norm, for you know yes. yeah. and yeah. in india it's conflated with 
upper caste privilege, for mm-hmm. instance, and it's now we do talk about privilege in India, and mm-hmm. it is to do with like casteism. Mm-hmm. And the deflection in India, interestingly, they lean on colonialism as saying, "Well, we just got this from them," mm-hmm. even though we know that it's predates colonialism in India, yeah. but in colonialism gave it the structure. Yes. Um, and but then for Dalit Indians, colonialism in many ways was one of those like double-edged swords because mm-hmm. they were willing to because they were not in tune with casteism in India. Mm-hmm. It meant that we finally had access to education, to mm-hmm. social mobility in a way that upper caste weren't allowing us. Mm-hmm. But I think privilege is basically the construct of any dominant community yeah. people yeah. Mm-hmm. even in their and that thrives even yeah, in their you can absence. have male privilege exactly. for example exactly yeah. but i think it was interesting that most of our comments were that it was privilege yeah. and um, many of them also pointed out that whiteness was equal to colonizer mm-hmm. um colonization and we had some more comments that said that it is the norm even when it mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. the norm yeah. Um, I think the other comment we got was domination, yeah. but it also depends on if you're familiar with the U.S. history of the yeah. word, it says, like the American, mm-hmm. uh, well, USA history of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other comment we got was that it's a political project erasing diverse European cultures into a monolith neutral majority. Mm-hmm. That was Ooh, one That comment. one is interesting. Yeah. I, w- mm-hmm. I would have wanted to hear like... A little more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That it's a political project, which sort of, to me, it just reads as like, this is a conscious Mm -hmm. sort of a thing, you know, that's in the making. Yeah. You know, that it is like... It's ongoing. Yeah, Yeah. it's ongoing. But it is. Even when you you look at the US now, because they're battling whether they should have uh, critical race theory in their curriculum or not, and you have to ask, why wasn't it there in the first place? Because... Of whiteness, you know. I mean, it was there in higher education. Mm -hmm. This is a theoretical, this is a theory, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. critical theory. So it was in higher education and in high schools. What they're arguing is that it was not in elementary schools. Okay. I mean, (laughs) and now they're saying that they refuse to have it in elementary schools. Like, uh, they weren't, like, you know, or we didn't call it that, you know. You're still educating your children in Mm -hmm. with with a critical, you know, race Mm -hmm. theory uh, perspective, but you know, but we're not teaching them. The, uh, mm-hmm. It's just a mess, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> there was this other comment White that I thought was really. First, I thought it was funny when I first read it, and then it, it sort of like sat with me. It can mean the absence of color or maybe culture. Yeah, and I also think easy easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought about the absence of color. And the absence yeah. of culture. I thought that was yeah. really... It was I think this is the, you know, this is the attitude that, you know, this is the white privilege to mm-hmm. say, like, that, you know, like, what I am is just what is, you know. Yeah. Mm. And, and there I, is no, no that, need to think that. about it. Yeah. Because it's the way the institutions are set, what they are is not their fault. It's just the institutions yeah. are like yeah. that. Yeah. I went yeah. to school and I read. Yeah. And, I mean, if you were taught about uh, the Holocaust, but you aren't taught about how European domination was in Africa, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. it is all yeah. in your favor. Yeah. So, but you know. It, it's, it's also, I think, this, this thing about, like, the absence of culture yeah. it made me laugh because I think we've talked about this here before, um, about how... Because of this lack of culture, mm-hmm. you're a consumer of culture. 
Yeah. That is true. You know, it puts you <laughs> at this point of like there's so much implicit innocence mm-hmm. and therefore also this implicit um intention of appreciation that mm-hmm. you know because I don't have any culture I can mm-hmm. make any my own yeah. to the degree that I want to mm-hmm. but only to the depth that I feel comfortable with. exactly yes. it's yeah. it's this cherry picking of things and then pick- you can just step out yeah, yeah. you can yeah. step yeah. yeah and you can only yeah. engage to the extent that you want to without having to consider the impact on the cultures that you are mm-hmm. sort of like dipping your toes into mm-hmm. you know and i thought this was funny that it, it's, it's a the visitor yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the privilege of that visitor the mm-hmm. privilege of the absence of yeah. culture yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh, because in any other place i don't know like for me it just like to be called uncultured would be such an insult like in India growing up like you know <laughs> yeah. like when you were being disciplined mm. like you know like your parents your teachers everybody say like you know they would like to be uncultured like even now i just feel like ooh like you know yeah. like th- there's there's yeah. like a thing to it yeah um oh, so yeah. you know so for me like to read this mm-hmm. was just like oh oh like you know there's so many like sort of like layers about, to it what do you think about oh, this one oh yeah, yeah. death machine <laughs> I, was, I quite like this because this is what I was going on about, you know, about we all, I think that we don't address enough that whiteness, there is a violence attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a symbolic violence and yes. there's, you know, you can be privileged and, you know, and just use your privilege for good or bad. But whiteness, like it is, there's something violent about it and mm-hmm. you are using that to your yeah. advantage. Mm-hmm. And and even worse if you don't know that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I thought Death Machine was actually quite <laughs> appropriate. I loved yeah. Yeah. when I saw that. I thought it was so... And didn't, didn't this person elaborate? She said I wanted to elaborate more. Mm. But okay. yeah, yeah. I, uh, it was, yeah. I wanted to elaborate more. But I could have given it more context, she said. But mm-hmm. I thought... Just leave it's it. Sort of it like, was, was like very poetic, sort of similar. <laughs> <summer. laughs> yeah. sort of yeah. In your face. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. deal with that. Yeah. I would also like to point but out that the answers that we received are from like a broad spectrum of people. It was really yeah. broad. Was so great. And yeah. I think one person also asked, I think this was in a different lecture, the same series of uh, whiteness mm-hmm. and Colonna. And I thought this one, you sent me that link, Liz. Mm-hmm. She asked at the end of the lecture, like, like how has mm-hmm. colonialism how has it shaped yeah. you yeah mm. you know and i think that that's also something really good to i think that's a really on. important question that yes. you know that yeah that mm-hmm. they haven't done enough mm-hmm. even the people that claim that they have yeah so i think because you to do that means mm. to work to yeah. really to really decolonize the structures around you mm-hmm. and that means like you actually pulling out this layer of privilege yeah, yeah. from yourself from yourself and i think while yeah. these exercises i think with academia or like anybody doing you know the curiosity of a subject mm-hmm. without having to you know there's a safe distance yes that you can study this because mm-hmm. the impact of whiteness is not felt on your skin because so I think that's the yeah. other thing that, yeah. you know, I think you can afford to have a distance, whether it's academic or emotional or any of these distances that we can have. That to me is privilege because is, you don't yeah. have to feel it. You yeah. can be neutral. Yes. You can look at all sides. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can be balanced. You yeah. can be um, calm. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's like. I am the center of this. Mm-hmm. It's whiteness is also centering yourself. Mm-hmm. I am at the center. 
I'm gonna talk about this, but I'm gonna see how much I it inconvenience me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I have to mm-hmm. go further, I won't talk about it. I can yeah. be silent. For me, I think you like know. this lecture, like many other lectures, where people presenting them are themselves white, for instance, yeah. or who are like coming into this from not of lived experience, for lack of a better word. If they're coming into it like that, I would like to see, for me, vulnerability on display. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the introspection that acknowledges, that goes beyond saying, yes, I know I'm white and I'm talking about this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. We are. Mm-hmm. We already know that yeah. when mm-hmm. we walk into the room, when we signed up to be here, we mm-hmm. already know that. I would like to know that, you know, what is that discomfort yeah. for you? You know, because each person unpacking that given their own privileges and backgrounds, I think that's when we can... Because whiteness is not... It's a problem for people experiencing it, but whiteness is also a white problem. Because you, when you are educated and, you know, you have this... You're rich and you speak this elite language, when you have all these packs around you, there's a way you can start to yeah. analyze other people like you're not one of them because even the people around you don't see you as... One of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in well, India, we call we it like, like upper caste passing. Mm-hmm. And I, I have think two, like, two very like you know horrific ex- examples that just happened in the States. The one mm-hmm. with the shooting, uh, the killing of yeah. the, uh, the young man mm-hmm. um, just for being pulled over for no reason at all. Yeah. They the were all black. Black cops, yeah. yeah Five black, black cops, cops yeah. who killed yeah. a young black man. Mm-hmm. And then on, um, on New Year's, Chinese New Year's Day, there was mm-hmm. the, uh, the Chinese person who killed mm-hmm. yeah also people mm-hmm. just in a crowd yeah like in one of the the most you know sort of chinatown areas mm-hmm. uh chinese populated areas in yeah. california i mean this is and that's a perfect example to look at it as mm-hmm. a structural issue because yeah. you know they they have been they have been trained in the same system. Mm-hmm. They have been trained to look at the bodies that are more likely to be policed. Mm-hmm. And so even you being a black policeman you still are more likely to inflict pain to yeah. the black man than the white man because of the way that you have been mm-hmm. uh, conditioned. Trained and conditioned. Yeah. Because it's also a system that only rewards you for playing by the rules mm-hmm. of the system. Mm-hmm. And if this is the only system to survive in, yeah. to thrive in, then yeah. you have to play by these rules because mm-hmm. not playing by these rules has swift consequences. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah. And I think this comment that we received was also sort of like speaks to it. Whiteness to me is a weaponized boundary mm-hmm. defining acceptability, respectability, yeah. and normality. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, right? It's normality, yeah. it's respectability, and acceptability. And mm-hmm. you don't need to be white to do this. Exactly. It's the same way yeah. that we're expected to decorate our homes a certain mm-hmm. way. You know, um, how do we eat our own food yeah. in a public setting versus in the comfort of our mm-hmm. homes, for instance? What do you wear? Yeah. And this is a conversation I had the other day with just the idea of the mental preparation you need to do for walking into a meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Because I was sharing that for me, I'm always thinking, are my earrings too big? Do I yeah. put on color? Like how colorful oh, should my clothes be? Do I thinks about mm-hmm. that all the time. And do I, <laughs> you know, for instance, in my professional working days, if I wear an Indian outfit... Yeah. They always ask me if I'm celebrating a festival. Yes. So it's not the norm for me. Like yeah. the also the association that if you are professional, 
you need to dress in yeah. Western clothes, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. and that me uh, automatically means a lack of any kind of flourish. I a actually lack of think color. that my own people police me more for that than people here. Like mm. if I wear an African dress, I remember one time we were going. We were actually going for an Afro night, and mm. I wore an African <laughs> dress. And two of my African friends picked me up, and they they looked at me and they said like, "Oh." Were we to were we supposed to wear Kienyeji? Like were we to wear African clothes? And I'm like, do we need permission for that? Mm. But is this not the product of post-colonialism? Yes. No. Yeah. But you it, know, where it, it where the colonizers so are now mimicking it, the yeah. You know, they said like the, I mean, this happens we to wear all the time. Yeah, and I was like. And that Do is I the lasting legacy mm-hmm. of whiteness. Yeah. yeah, because in India it translated to deep-seated colorism that yeah. is already there but yeah. now it sort of also meant that ah but if you do this then this is where the echelons of power are and like, colorism yeah, is, is more from colonized communities yeah. yes. than mm-hmm. the, the european side yes. i think so because they've never like, had I'm to more do likely it the to same be in way. a shoot a mm-hmm. billboard shoot here than mm-hmm. i am in more in the colonized world which is another layer of yeah. sort of like Exoticism, Token. yeah. tokenism, mm-hmm. um, and respectability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, yeah, yeah, and and I think that's the thing, right? That is the lasting legacy of colonialism. Yeah, white structures mm-hmm. is exactly that. That the mm-hmm. impacts yeah. are so deep rooted that generations will continue to uphold it without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only now we're talking about it because personally, I feel that the internet has been a big. Um, sort of help instead mm-hmm. of democratizing these yes. voices. We mm-hmm. won't otherwise, because otherwise it's like going to church or mm-hmm. a temple. You needed to have a priest to sort of like mm-hmm. take but your even if forward. But even if they do realize it, I mean, I don't know if they, I don't think, uh, yes, there are some people that don't realize it, but I think a lot of people actually realize what they're doing, but they just feel like this is the only way to survive, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that it's the mark of success, you yeah. know, to be able to have that power over other people. That's how you know that you've succeeded. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, yeah. I it, think that's why it's so important just, to talk yeah. about the challenges of doing that, like where you have to follow the rules of the system while hating it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's sort of like oh, the that way. That like academia to me. <laughs> <laughs> because isn't that the weight of, you know, and just recognizing that some of us carry that weight to a much greater degree yes. than the other person. I yeah. think just being aware of that, yeah. I think, goes such a long way. I think you made a really good point, Shruti, that like the walking in, in a, into a room, it's a double consciousness that mm-hmm. you can be, you can be this African today and you can be like the mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. Icelander mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. room and you, you have this consciousness, you're aware, like mm-hmm. this is the meeting I'm going to and I'm going to behave like this mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be loud and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I always have to mentally prepare myself, like if I'm going to go into a, an Icelandic heavy room mm-hmm. or a more international room, you know, yeah. of course I'm more at ease in that situation. Yes. But, you know, and it's like, there's one part where you are like anxious and nervous and you, you know, like it's a very, it's a struggle. But mm-hmm. at the on the other side, it's like, you have to do it. Like, yeah. and you have to, you know, like even if you make a fool of yourself. Yes. You're still there, you know, yeah. you still have to show and, yeah. and, and be visible mm-hmm. and not just say, oh, I can't take this and then just go, you know, and not attend. And then that just perpetuates, you know, like you were, you're yeah. just allowing them to be, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of control what is like the, you know, the dominant or the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that control is also tied to like the immediate sort of like 
fallout or reward system, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because when you go into a room like this, you can either be seen as a professional that is easier to accept, mm-hmm. easier to respect, that you're easy on the eye and the conscious of you're the palatable. other person. Yeah. yeah, you're palatable. And somehow the only way, you know, this is without even knowing what's going on in the other person's mind, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I just feel like the only way that I can do it is by sort of like erasing or hiding my Indianness mm-hmm. or, you know, all of those things that my skin can't do, mm-hmm. you have to do mm-hmm. on top of it. And, you know, they, there's a sadness to it. And at the same time, there's this sort of like, oh, this is just one of those things that you have to like, it's like a bitter pill, right? You have to just yeah. do it because yeah. you're in this room and you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I don't know. Like, you know, I, I think this constant sort of like juggle of like erasing something and then sort of leaning into it at other times. And I think that's that is that to me is the construct of whiteness because yeah. whether Icelanders themselves are white, non-white, or whether they were colonizers or not, we are all in this system exactly. because it has been you know in India we say that caste is the most successful export of India you know mm-hmm. wherever Indians go casteism goes and I yes. think it's the same with colonial thinking that mm-hmm. you know you didn't have to be colonized but mm-hmm. you are colonized by colonial thinking yeah and I think that that and that I mean, thinking does not leave you yes so, mm, yeah. and isn't like you know the East India Company is considered the world's first corporate yeah. Uh, company they were the first ones mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. and the fact that you know we still and i'm just like yes that was a successful business model going by whatever however you define success you right. know they'd not mm-hmm. they, colonialism may be dead mm-hmm. but the colonial thinking thrives the structure is there mm-hmm. the structure is there even now that we are still the global majority mm-hmm. that structure will still uphold yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. i think it's being upheld by us Yes, <laughs> by, by us. But yeah. I actually, you know, I'm going to be the optimist here right. because I really like when I look at the way that my kids are taking all of this in mm-hmm. and the way that they are so not afraid to mm-hmm. speak up and yes. to call things out for what they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with, I mean, many things. It has to do with where we live. Right. I mean, we are, you know. We're yeah, in Iceland. Yeah. It's, you know, it's great here. Yeah. And, um, and social media. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, we are, I think our generation is like sort of the gen, the transitional, you know, mm-hmm. like we have this yes. construct, we have this way of thinking and the way we were raised. Mm-hmm. And we're consciously raising our children differently. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yes. And so I am just so excited because, you know, I think it's great. I, I'm just so, like, every time I see my kids talking about something, I'm just so <laughs> amazed at how they are able to, you know, to put into words what yeah. I've always been so afraid to yeah. say out loud. And they just just spit it out. You awesome. Know? I, I think we should optimism. end with this positive note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this was Beyond Melanin. You can find us on Instagram at Beyond Melanin Iceland. You can tune into our episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. 